Episode 27 of the Batman Universe Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and as always, we have with us... This is Apple. This is Savannah. And for the first time appearing on one of our actual episodes, we have Nick from Batbooks for Beginners. Hello there. Pleasure to be on the podcast. So today we have some news to go over in movies, merchandise, video games, and TV. Our spotlight character is going to be Mr. Zaz by request from a listener, and for our feature, we're going to talk about Batman the Brave and the Bold, basically a wrap-up of Season 1, talk about what we like, what we don't like, and go over what we'd like to see in the future of Batman the Brave and the Bold. You can listen. So without further ado, let's jump right into movie news. The first thing we have to report is on February 20th, The Dark Knight hit $1 billion. Warner Brother announced that The Dark Knight has surpassed $1 billion with a total of $1 billion, $1 million. $82,160 to date, with $533 million taken domestically and 567 internationally. The Dark Knight is the number two movie for total box office amount here in the States and number four worldwide. Yes! That's really exciting. Number four worldwide. That's kind of surprising that I guess it would have to be a couple of non-American movies that would beat Titanic and The Dark Knight? We've got Titanic is up there, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Pirates of the Caribbean, the second one, and then Dark Knight. I think it's about time the Dark Knight reached a billion dollars. Yeah. It it definitely took a decent amount of time, but it did it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next news, February 22nd, the Dark Knight won two Oscars. Dark Knight was nominated for eight different Academy Awards, and it was awarded two of them. Heath Ledger, one for his amazing portrayal of the Joker, and the other award was one for sound editing by Richard King. Very cool. Well, yeah. The two Oscars are really great thing, but wasn't it nominated for like eight? I was watching the Oscars and just writhing in pain. It was so sad that it didn't get all of them, but I guess that's what happens. That's the Academy. So, I'm glad that Heath got the award and that the sound editing which was pretty cool got an award I, th- I think you're right Savannah I think it's important that Heath got his Oscar that was the most important one but uh, did you guys see Hugh Jackman's sort of little performance at the start where he mentioned why did why isn't the Dark Knight sort of recognized as a great <laughs> film yeah and Will Smith made a comment about it and I think somebody else may have said something about it and it was kind of crazy that they were making fun of themselves the whole time and Chris Nolan was there as well, and he seemed to take it all fairly well. Yeah, he's a really calm guy. We'll get him back in the next film. Yeah. <laughs> we all know how much you like to say, I told you so. All right, so moving along into TV news, on February 26th, there was an interview done by Newsrama with James Tucker, the producer for Batman the Brave and the Bold, and he discussed what the future holds for us with Batman the Brave and the Bold. The highlights from this interview were, is it possible to have some kid companions, possibly Robin? And he said, yes, they are possible. He confirmed that Bat might will be in a future episode. We can expect to see a musical episode. Superman is what? not going to... <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Superman is not going to be in this season. And Doom Patrol is on their list of characters to use. So let's let's talk about before we get into the the one that's 
causing the most hoopla. What do you think about seeing Robin, Batmite, Doom Patrol, or Superman in an episode? You know what? Robin would so fit in this cartoon. That's all I gotta say. He he would fit. Robin would fit. Actually, I'm kind of thinking the opposite because Blue Beetle has kind of been his Robin. I don't know how that would how that dynamic would work, but I don't know. You can't really have Robin in as a singular team up. It would be weird. I'd be kind of happy if they did that. I just don't know how they're gonna do it. And they better get Batgirl in if they get Robin. <laughs> they, they might want to think about maybe some sort of competition between Robin and the Blue Beetle to be Batman's, you know, psychic, something like that. Or a possibility could be they have, you know, they had Green Arrow and Speedy on there. They could have an episode where Green Arrow and Speedy team up with Batman and Robin. That would be kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it has that little campy feel. So I, I, it, I think you. You know, Robin would fit. It has potential. What about Batmite, though? What do we think about that? Uh, I'm kind of... It's just... It'll have to, it'll, I'll have to wait to see what they have planned, because it's just one of those characters where you really don't think they could use him very well, but then again, they could. It'll be all about the voice actor for me, because they could make it so weird that it's not good, or they could make it work. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's gonna have to be a good story for Batmite to be in it. We're going to have to hold the jury on this one until we actually see it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what the truth is. All right, so that brings us right over into merchandise news. On February fifteenth, from Toy Fair International, there was some more Batman the Brave and the Bold figures. Most of them we already saw at New York Comic Con, but one of the things they did show off was the Batmobile, which transforms from the Batmobile to the Batplane. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to see this in person when I go to the store to see if I'm going to pick it up or not. But more than likely, it's a Batmobile, so it's probably going to come in my collection. <laughs> yeah, the word transform scares me a little bit. I tried those Transformers <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it's a lot more work than it sounds, so... Well, yeah, this we'll one, see. They showed a video of how it, how it transforms, and it looks like all you do is hold the Batmobile, and you pull back, and then it just pops out the wings and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't look I've like you're actually commercials. doing a whole lot. <laughs> we'll see. Flying car sounds pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so February 17th, the DC Direct items were announced. The stuff that they announced were the Dark Knight Returns collector set, which will feature the Joker and Batman action figures from Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns and a reprint issue of number one. Then there will be a Batman Family multi-part statue, and this will be part one of three featuring Robin and Catwoman. And this is basically three statues that combine to make one statue. Each statue comes with a piece to build the Batman that will be basically in the background of the statue. There is a Catwoman statue that was announced based off the Catwoman number 46 cover. And then two other things that were announced, the Amikami Catwoman version 2 PVC figure and the Amikami Batgirl version 2 PVC figure. Now, the version 1 of Catwoman and Batgirl, they sold out almost immediately, so that's why they've got version 2 coming out. I'm a huge fan of the Anakami series, so I bought I buy every anything that they put out of the Anakami. I love them. I love them. The Batman Family statue that's taken off from the success of the Justice League one, where we bought all the three statues for the Justice League. The one piece that came with each one formed the Red Tornado. So in this one, there are you're going to be able to have 
Batman. And anyone that collected that series of, of statues, this is awesome detail, guys. So, And collectors like myself, I mean, it's a hot item for us to own. So if you can, you know, if, you, if you're able to work that into, you, you know, your budget, if, you know, you got a nice allowance coming, you know, cutting grass, <laughs> that's a nice statue series to own. Yeah, this is a good batch of news, especially the new Emekame. I love those, too. All right, so the next thing, February 19th, the DC Superhero Collection expands. Now, the DC Superhero Collection is nothing that we can find over here in the States, but if you live over in Europe, you are able to find this collection. Now, basically, it consists of a statue of a character in a small encyclopedia with information related to the character for that issue number. Stuff such as important storylines, the origin of the character, stuff like that. After not having a lot of Batman characters for a while, issue number 26 will feature the Penguin. The statue will feature him in classic attire, and we have no idea when it's going to be available, but if you live over in Europe, you can subscribe to the series now and actually get some of the back issues. And they've already had Batman, Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, the Barbara Gordon version, Joker, Riddler. They've had a bunch, Two-Face. They've had a bunch of different ones. So if you live here in the States and you really want to get these, eBay is going to be your best bet. Go yeah. Europe. <laughs> All right, so February 23rd, the last bit of merchandise news we have was that Hot Toys announced a new Dark Knight figure. And they released the information through Toy News International. And the figure is going to be the police officer Joker. Which is the Joker when he disguised himself as the police officer on the firing squad trying to kill the mayor. That is the one that will be released. No word on exactly when, but I have a feeling we're not going to see it till probably fall. Yeah, it's going to be a while. I mean, just like the, the the same time span for the bank robbery Joker, this one is going to just take the same the same amount of time. I love that idea, though. That's That was one of the greatest moments, was when he turned around and you saw that it was the Joker. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, it was. They can get that to look really good. I think that was, a, as you say, it was a really good point in the film, and seeing him without his makeup was really interesting. This town deserves a better classic. Okay, guys, that's going to lead us into video game news. A couple of notes and a couple of, I guess, hot news that just came out for Xbox Live. They finally released three of the Batman films from the first trilogy, which are Batman 89, Batman Returns, and Batman and Robin. Why they didn't release Batman Forever, I don't know. But you can rent them in standard definition for 260 Microsoft points. Or you can go ahead and rent it for high definition for 360 Microsoft points. Now, also in there, they didn't announce it as big as we would think. But if you scroll down to TV shows and you scan over, you're going to find a TV show called Batman Black and White. What it is, it's season one and it has five episodes and they're all pertaining to the black and white comic from dc so each one it each one varies in minutes there's some that are eight minutes 11 minutes six minutes and those are only 80 points guys and you get to keep them on your hard drive so that you can view them anytime so that i think is a must buy for any fans out there also for fans that have the ps3 if you didn't notice but sony had released uh, about two months back was the dark knight theme pack 
tracks. So that way you can go ahead and set up your PS3 interface to be that of Batman, Two-Face, or the Joker. And, of course, I got the Joker one. So that one's very cool. So, And they're only $1.99, guys. So those are also a must-buy if you're a Batman fan. Also, I guess if you remember Mortal Kombat versus DC, well, that game might not be able to save it. What came out in video game news was that Midway, the long developer for Mortal Kombat, is they announced their bankruptcy. So they're actually maybe putting up the Mortal Kombat franchise for sale. So anybody that one might have been expecting the maybe MK versus DC 2, that might not happen, guys, because, I mean, of course, with the economy, the way it's going, is not looking too good for them, okay? And great news for cell phone owners. We heard news from Heroes United. What it is, it's a Superman-Batman game for your phone. It's from the developer Glue, the same developer that did the Batmobile video game that's available on the App Store for download. This is version 1.0, so it's kind of going to let you know that they're looking at maybe adding more versions to this. So that's a good thing. Now the phones, if you have these phones, HTC 8500, the 3125, the Star Trek, it'll work with that phone. The Pantech Duo, the Samsung Blackjack, i617 Blackjack 2, and T-Mobile Shadow, you can go ahead and download Heroes United and go ahead and start gaming. Taking up video games, are we, sir? Alright, so that's going to take us into our spotlight character, which we mentioned is going to be Mr. Zaz, which was a request that someone sent me. So, without further ado, let's tell you all about Mr. Saz. Saz was first appeared in Shadow of the Bat number 1, 1992, as part of the Batman Last Arkham four-parter story arc. And his origin story was told in Batman Chronicles number 3, 1996. Both stories were written by Alan Grant and drawn by Norm Rayfogle, as we all know, as a friend of the Batman universe. As revealed in the foreword to the trade paperback form in the last Arkham, Zaz's name was derived from that of psychiatrist Thomas Zaz when Grant saw the name while visiting his girlfriend in her university library. And the origin story, Zaz was the head of his own intergovernmental company and had amassed a large personal fortune in addition to his family's wealth. At the age of 25, his parents died in a boating accident, sending him to a deep depression. Aww. He turned to gambling, losing money in competitions around the world. One night, he ended up in Gotham City Casino, where he gambled everything he owned and ended up losing it all to the Penguin. Awesome. <laughs> Afterwards, he saw that his life was empty, driven by desire, and there was no point to his existence. Though Apple has no sympathy, the poor tortured soul, while he was attempting to commit suicide by jumping from Gotham Bridge, a homeless man tried to assault him with a knife after he refused to give him money. Instinctively grabbing the knife, Zaz saw in the man's eyes that all life is meaningless and that nothing nor anyone matters. He then proceeded to stab the man to death as a gift for saving his life. From then on, he dedicated himself to liberating others from their pointless existence, and Zaz often refers to his victims as zombies. He usually preys on young women, but has no qualms over whom he murders. He slits his victims' throats and leaves them in lifelike poses, adding a tally mark to himself each time. He has been diagnosed as insane and is regularly incarcerated in Arkham Asylum, courtesy of Batman. 
breaking out on occasion to carry on killing. During his debut appearance in Shadow of the Bat's opening story arc, Batman The Last Arkham, Zaz bribed a contractor to include a secret passage leading out from his cell during the asylum's reconstruction under its new head, Jeremiah Arkham, who inherited the asylum from his uncle, Amadeus Arkham. Although Zaz is restrained during the daytime when he's being treated personally by Jeremiah Arkham, he is brought back to his cell at night where he would leave the asylum through the secret passage, unbeknown to the night guards. After murders fitting his modus operandi began surfacing, Batman and Commissioner James Gordon fake Batman's insanity in order to get him inside the asylum and investigate Zaz. Jeremiah Arkham is exceptionally brutal towards Batman, who had supposedly murdered a police officer over the course of the treatment. Zaz had warped Jeremiah's mind and turned him into a mere henchman. Due to these continuous conversations with Jeremiah Arkham, Zaz realizes Batman is a plant and subsequently murders both the contractor and another inmate at Arkham who knows of Zaz's ploy. However, both Nightwing and Batman catch up to Zaz when he tries to escape for the final time and put him back in Arkham. Zaz later appears in part 3 and 4 of the Nightfall saga, which also sees characters who debuted in Last Arkham return to the Batman comic, most notably Jeremiah Arkham and Amigdala. In part 3 of Nightfall, Zaz takes an all-girls college hostage and holds the students at knife point until Batman arrives, briefly leaving to kill two police officers who were sent to arrest him. Though weakened both physically and mentally, Batman fights with Zaz and tries to ignore the lunatic's mockery. He finally snaps, however, after Zaz says that they are really one and the same, prompting Batman to beat him with an added viciousness. Batman most likely would have killed Zaz with his bare hands had the police not stopped him. Zaz later appears in Detective Comics 796, where he fights Stephanie Brownell as Robin. Attempting to slit her throat, awesome, he is distracted by her unexpected ferocity and falls back, where he attacks and attempts to kill Batman. However, Stephanie eventually defeats him. Zaz makes a brief appearance in Infinite Crisis number 7. He is a part of the secret society of supervillains and is one of the many of their members sent to attack the city of Metropolis, the Society Lucis. Zaz is not seen in any major villainous role again until Detective Comics number 815 from March 2006 entitled Victims. Before a quarterly psychiatric review, Zaz kills his guards with metal poles attached to his neck bracelet and escapes to kill again. Batman hunts for Zaz, which proves unsuccessful until Zaz gains access to a charity event attended by Bruce Wayne and stabs his beloved butler Alfred Pennyworth in the stomach. However, Wayne saves Alfred's life by driving him to a hospital. To lure Zaz to him, Wayne holds a press conference in which he announces that Alfred is still alive. Having already made a scar for Alfred, Zaz realizes that his tally is off by one. Zaz remarks, My skin, it's crawling. Every inch of it feels wrong. During the <laughs> second part of Victims, Detective Comics number 816, after a fight with Batman, Zaz proceeds to the hospital to finish off Alfred, not smart. Batman catches him off guard and knocks him unconscious, thus saving Alfred's life and sending Zaz back to Arkham. Don't mess with Alfred. <laughs> Zaz is later seen again in the Gotham Underground story arc, where in issue 3 he appears in a disguised Batman's cell at Blackgate Prison and attempts to kill Batman with a knife. He ends up cutting Batman's arm just as he was waking up 
and the resulting fight ends with Zaz being knocked unconscious and Batman being rushed to the hospital. A naked, desperate and totally deranged Zaz appeared in the first issue of Batman Cacophony, written by famed film director Kevin Smith. He kills a young couple and threatens their children before Batman subdues him. His thoughts move so quickly that there are no spaces between the words. In the issue, Batman says that out of all of his villains, Zaz is the one he hates the most. And as for the other media appearances of Zaz besides the comics, as we know, he appeared in Batman Begins in a very minor role, just making a, I think it was like two appearances in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he was also in Batman Begins the video game. He appeared as a boss in Batman Dark Tomorrow. He appeared in Lego Batman the video game for the Nintendo DS. And he's set to appear in DC Universe Online and Batman Arkham Asylum. So that is Mr. Zaz. In my opinion, Mr. Zaz is as much a danger to himself as to others. And prison is probably not the best environment for his rehabilitation. So, as always, if anybody has any other characters they want us to talk about on the podcast... Email us at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net and we will try to put something together for you guys. Also, you can go onto the forums and leave your suggestions there as well. So let's go on to our feature of this episode, which is let's talk about Batman the Brave and the Bold. Basically, first thing we should talk about is what are our thoughts about Batman the Brave and the Bold so far? I, I like Batman Brave and the Bold. I mean, I'm not taking it seriously. I mean, it has that campy feel, so it's it's a kind of return to that 66, I guess, feeling I have. It's just a good cartoon. I mean, if you have a younger brother, younger sister, if you have a kid, you know, a young daughter, young boy, it's something that you can see, sit down and see it with the family. And it's something to be enjoyed like that. So, it, in my opinion, it's not a Batman cartoon that I I am like gonna hold in the light of the animated series nothing like that but i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it too and it's fun to watch with the family and it's kind of interesting the tone is a little different from anything else i mean i guess for those people who are alive for the original tv series it's probably Mm -hmm. more similar to that but i've only seen short YouTube videos of that show, so I'm <laughs> just assuming. <laughs> but I like it. I do. And the animation is cool looking. It's different looking, but I like it. I think it's interesting because after the Batman show, they clearly realized that direction was not working. So they thought they'd go in a completely different direction. And in terms of animated television series, we haven't had a, a Batman show quite like this one. So they clearly thought they'd go in a different direction, and whether it's working or not, time will tell. But I think it's certainly more popular than The Batman, so at least they're making an improvement. Yeah, my feelings are, it's obviously a completely different take on Batman in general. It is more of the golden, silver age Batman than the more modern Batman. It's more campy, like Savannah said, as far as being linked more to the 60s TV show than anything else. But overall, I think it's a a good show to get children introduced to Batman 
because we can't, as much as all of us would love to have a dark, modern Batman, that's not necessarily going to be on Cartoon Network for kids to watch. It'd be great for us to watch, but the idea is Warner Brothers is trying to get a new generation involved with the character. Right, and I mean, and you know, Warner Brothers is doing a good thing. I, I just, I mean, Warner Brothers, you do have an older audience out there that, I mean, we love to see cartoons, you know, we, we don't want that, but I mean, we want kind of not an adult version, but you know, something not Batman. Yeah, that's a good point. I wish there was, I do like this show and I hope that it keeps going, but I think another one, although maybe that's a lot to ask of Warner brothers would be fun, but it's like you said, Dustin, introducing newer people to the DC universe. It's interesting because I'll sit down with my family and watch it, and they like Batman, but not as much as I do. I mean, they don't get into the comics and stuff, and they start to ask me about Red Tornado, and they sort of get into it. So it's something we haven't gotten before with anything else, which is it's sort of a jumping-off point for exploring the whole DC universe. So it's kind of neat in that way. None of us are expecting another Batman the Animated Series, or certainly not something to be as good as that anytime soon. But I do think that this is this show is a bit too limited, as you say, to introducing kids. Whereas the, the, the animated show, the Bruce Timm show, worked on both levels. I think this only works on one level. All right, so the next thing we should discuss is what would we like to see in the future as far as the Batman, the Brave, and the Bold TV show? What characters would we like to see? Who would we like to see the team-ups with? What villains? Stuff like that. I'm really liking Aquaman. I, I think more Batman and Aquaman team up and, you know, explore some of more of Aquaman's world. I, I don't think a lot of people have got to see a lot of Aquaman's side of villains. And so, he you know, he's got, you know, he's got a couple. And that is what's good about Batman Brave and the Bold. They're, they're breaking out a lot of characters that we took for granted because we are all about DC. We're we're into the DC universe. But you know what? The masses don't know who, like Savannah was saying, who is Red Tornado. They don't know about the Cavalier. They don't know about Calendar Man. So something like this, this is very good. This is like DC 101 where we're already like, you know, DC 2000. But, you know, like in that class. But D- DC 101, and I want to see more, you know, more of them going into Aquaman's world. And that will be something cool I think the kiddos would like, too. Yeah, I'm a little divided on Aquaman. He's part annoying and part entertaining, but I guess that's what they were going for. <laughs> but, yeah, I would like some more of the, to see how they would treat some of the other heroes and they said they were bringing in Superman and that's going to be interesting and I don't think they've done a Flash episode have they? I think the Flash would work in their world because he's already sort of at least the current incarnation of the Flash everything's going to change (laughs) pretty soon but (laughs) he's sort of I don't know smart alecky more entertaining than some of the other heroes and yeah and I would also like They're talking about him teaming up with or fighting groups. It would be interesting to see him with the Teen Titans. And obviously, I'd like to see Batgirl, so. 
But as you might be able to tell, I'm not a huge fan of this show, and the only way I can see it improving for me is to somehow make it a bit darker. And when I look at the Batman villains that have turned up in this show, you've got sort of the wacky, light-hearted ones like Riddler, Mad Hatter, Egghead, people like that. Maybe to make the show a bit more interesting, they should bring in someone a bit darker, someone like perhaps Two-Face, someone like that. Whether it would fit into the show, I'm not sure, but for me, I'd like to see someone like that turn up. Well, I just don't know how they'd treat the dark characters, though. No, exactly. I think they could you need another cartoon, them, yeah. Need, yeah, we, we really just need another cartoon. <laughs> as, far as, as far as characters that I'd like to see, honestly, I'd wish they, I really hope they try to stay away from the bigger names of the DCU, Superman, Wonder Woman, mostly because what this show is doing is it's introducing the general public to the unknown characters, or the lesser known characters, I should say. And because they're lesser known, it's getting people more interested in People will be like, oh, who's Blue Beetle? Who's Jonah Hex? And they'll go to the store and they'll pick up those comics, which ultimately will be better for the entire DC Universe. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, they have their normal people, and Green Lantern for that matter, or especially mm-hmm. right now. All of those have their main followers and they're not having any problems with sales. But when we get people who go out and buy trade paperbacks to find out more information about these random characters that they're talking about. That's what I think is really important because it brings people more interested in not just the well-known characters, but also gets them interested in the lesser-known characters. So that way we can see possible live-action movies come down the line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. And even though this kind of rings like the Super Friends for me when I was growing up, and the cartoons were the '70s cartoons were flowing into the '80s, the the Super Friends, I I kind of get that kind of feel from this cartoon also. It it kind of has like the Super Friend feel, like per episodes with Batman being with so and so. So I mean, it, it, I mean, it's it's a good thing, and and like how Dustin was saying, you know, there's more notoriety out there for other characters. You know, I mean, we we know about batman superman wonder woman we know about those guys yes let's find out more you know aquaman's a guy who never gets the spotlight calendar man the cavalier you know characters like that i mean they we need an outlet for them to be known and this is a great place for it and that's probably the biggest value of the show is bringing people to other things (laughs) i mean i don't it's it's a good show, but it's not as... I look at it as a like a starter kit or something. Yeah. Have any of you guys been reading the comic associated with the show or not? Yes, I have. Is that any good? No. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you listen to last week's comic cast, you'll hear that I completely do not like this series. I, 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 it's, it's meant for children. Yeah. It's not meant for adults. I mean, I pick it up because it's Batman, and we we review all the Batman titles. But unless you have kids, you really should not be picking it up. Yeah, I can't even get it. My the comic shop has rejected it wholeheartedly. They got the first issue, and then they stopped carrying it. And I asked why, and they said, "Well, we didn't like it, and nobody else bought it." So, <laughs> it's a, great, it's a, it's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> All right, 
right, so the one last thing we want to talk about before we, we head off for this episode is that let's talk about the possibility of Batman, the Brave and the Bold, musical. Uh, uh, hold on, before we get into the comments, let, let's just put it this way. The interview that Newsrama did with James Tucker, basically he told them that they had this idea for musical episode where they have the characters do musical numbers sing, dance I don't know, I imagine it's not dance it's choreographed fighting or something basically they said that they got the idea to do this from Buffy the Vampire Slayer that musical episode that they did and because that was successful James Tucker, here's a little background information, he was actually one of the producers that was on the Batman as well, and he wanted to do it for that show, but honestly, when you compare that show to this show, that show is a lot more darker than this show, so it wouldn't have really fit. But they've been looking into it, and this isn't something that could happen. This is something that is going to happen. We can expect to see this. They, They already have the music scored. They already have it already. If season two is gonna come out right away or come out this summer we'll probably see it within season two because as of right now the episode's already been written it's already all the music's been written for it and as of right now batman the brave and the bold only has two seasons until warner brothers extends it for more than two so we will see this so it's not something that could happen this is going to happen when i heard musical i just thought of greece right away and and i was trying to picture Batman like in a in that grease role I don't, I don't know why but uh, <laughs> this is going to be really funny to see <laughs> okay I must preface my comments with I actually am a fan of musicals I liked that Buffy episode I liked the Scrubs episode that was inspired by the Buffy episode but to quote the Buffy episode it's like we're stuck in some wacky Broadway nightmare <clears throat> just wow animation and musicals and it just good luck with that guys just good luck <laughs> why is this producer obsessed with having a musical episode in every single series that he does he was he was even keen to put one in the old series which seems ridiculous to me because as dustin said that just would not fit at all it might be possible in this ep- in this series but uh, it's a bit of a worry how are they What's going to be their excuse? I mean, like, they had an excuse. They had a the demon of musicality or something come in Buffy. What is there? Is there a villain that... Uh, probably, honestly, there probably is some kind of crazy villain that is based around music. I can't think of any off the top of my head right this second, but... Yeah, I'm just thinking of the one that... Oh, what's her name that... You can't look into her eyes, or she can make you picture anything. I don't know. I mean, they could do anything with any magical person, either. That's true. Put it, put it, have them put a spell cast upon them. Zatanna could decide that she wants a musical. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You know, there was that. What was that? That famous uh, pianist from the '60s. He was a villain in the Batman TV show, and he played the piano. That, as far as musicals, I think that's how far Batman got. I. Can't think of his name though. Liberace. Liberace. There you go. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> it's gonna be O to Liberace. Batman, baby in the boat. 
<laughs> That's funny. Wasn't there an episode where they made fun of... Oh, in, it was in Batman Beyond where the old Bruce Wayne and Terry went to a Batman musical. Musical. And it was terrible and it was hilarious. I think it was season three of, of the series. Yeah, but that was one of my favorite little bits. And they made some funny little comment like, what is this? And that was... well, we'll make sure we play that clip once that episode comes out. Yeah. Oh, as an opening? Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, though, that it has sparked my interest a little bit. I'm definitely interested to see where this musical episode goes. I'm interested to see where it could go, too, but at the same time, I'm just thinking, you know... It's going to fall flat on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Alright, so that's going to wrap up our feature. As always... Send us emails at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. You can go on to the forums, become a member, leave your comments on the podcast forum section. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. Just go over to iTunes, type in Batman Universe, and we are the only podcast that pop up. You can also check out our Facebook group that we have. And just type in thebatmanuniverse.net under Facebook, and it should pop up. If not, if you go over to the forums, we have a link on the forums so you can get over there. We also have a MySpace page. You can become a member on there as well. we got a bunch of stuff in store for you guys. I keep saying this every episode, and I really wish we could tell you something or show you something, but just not yet. So Just be patient. Yeah, be patient. <laughs> it's coming. We have to be patient, too. Everything does not rely on us solely. That's That's all I can say. Yeah. Just a reminder, this coming Tuesday, the Batman Anthology will be coming out on Blu-ray, so you can go pick that up. Head out to your local store, or go online and pick it up. It's going to be expensive, but it should be worth it. I wish they had a set without Batman and Robin in it, but as we know, that's not the case. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Alright, so, that's the end of episode 27. We'll see you guys next time. This is Dustin. This is Apple. This is Savannah. And this is Nick. You've been listening to the Batman Universe Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Take care, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye.